Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today we're going to talk about the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is the, the dimension of pure bliss. Now, that dimension exists in our mind once our mind is calm. When your mind is calm and you are contented and you are feeling positive about reality, you are in the fifth dimension. Now, some people, they get there momentarily when they have a particularly good thing happen to them or an event in their life that brings them into full happiness in that moment. And we've all had moments of that where we just felt so great. Well, that is the fifth dimension. And and of course, everybody wants to be there all the time, of course. Why would you want to live any kind of negative emotion, any kind of happiness, unhappiness? And But unfortunately, as the conventional wisdom goes, you can't be happy all the time because you, you, there are problems and you have to deal with them. Trying to be happy all the time or if you put on this false face of happiness all the time in the midst of this adversity, uh, chances are you wouldn't deal with it properly. You wouldn't take it seriously enough. And so there's this emphasis on being real and being not happy all, not, most of the time, and just happy in moments. This is the theory of existence. This is where the ego resides. The ego resides in a long, dissatisfied run mixed with sprinkled in happiness here and there. It, if you look at it from just that point of view, you start to see that this is not an acceptable way to run a human machine. The human machine needs to be hooked into the fifth dimension bliss that all the animals are hooked into, that all the life on earth is hooked into, except the human. The human has found a way out of it. Now, they did this, I think, for utilitarian purposes, for learning different things. They went out of the fifth dimension. They stepped outside of it and into, I guess you would call it the fourth dimension? (laughs) I don't know, but the lower dimension. And the dimension of mostly unhappiness and moments of bliss, okay? And you could even argue that that is a, a symbol of us having demoted ourselves from a God position, from an all, from we were gods before we came into this flesh realm voluntarily, or at least that's some way of interpreting it, you know. And we, we, de- we voluntarily demoted ourselves into a lower life form in order to spir- spiritualize that life form. I mean, that seems to be what the goal is, if there's any goal at all. I mean, if, there's, if it's just complete meaninglessness, it's complete meaninglessness. But 
I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes when you when you add a dimension of explanation to it, it makes it a little clearer what's going on and less distressing. And and this is where I'm just trying to get back to is this idea of the fifth dimension, this eternal happiness. How is it that you can just remain in that eternal happiness as your norm? Of course, you will have certain detours out of it. You will have to deal with dangers and whatnot when they're immediately in front of you. But how do you practice the discipline? And it is a discipline, believe me now, at this point, because our human minds have been so screwed with by society. How do you practice the discipline of fifth dimension living with momentary detours out? Or is, do you ever have to take a detour out of the fifth dimension? Because there are some who believe that if you can re- keep yourself in the fifth dimension long enough, you essentially ascend into a different level of living, into a level where the problems of the fourth dimension don't present themselves. Maybe. Maybe that the reality has shifted underneath you. Maybe it's a completely different parallel universe that you're in. It's hard to gauge whether that's occurred or not because you would imagine that your memories would change with that parallel reality. If you were to float up into a higher form of existence, would you know it? Would you realize that you had gone there or you had gotten there? I think the eternal faith that the religious orders always want you to have is due to the fact that the ordinary mind has zero faith in anything spiritual and in anything that smacks of religion or anything like that. They, it's just dead to it. And it's dead to it for a purpose. Purpose was to descend into this form. So it's almost as if we made a deal that not only would we descend into this form, but we would descend into this form and forget about the fifth dimension as a place. Forget about the idea of eternal bliss. Forget how, how to create it in our own mind so that when we are acting in the world, we have it in our mind. And the reason this is important to have that in your mind is because you will never do anything wrong in the state of eternal bliss. You will be a moral person. You will do all the right things. You will never even have to think about what the right thing is because you will be present, and when you are present, you will do the right thing. (laughs) And, and, And you will do the thing that's most advantageous to you, to everyone involved, and there will no, there's, no, there's no dichotomy between self-interest and interest of the other. It's a whole other level of existence. So when you, when you realize how to get there is to be in a state of total bliss. And you understand that the state of total bliss is a mindset. And people are trying to get there in various ways. Obviously, they're trying to get there through meditation. They're trying to get there through drugs. They're trying to get there through um, every conceivable way, caffeine, cigarettes, every little moment that the cigarette feels good is that fifth dimensional feeling. It's 
that's what these things are there for. They're these little flags, these little clues. That's what drugs are for. They're these little clues showing you about the fifth dimension. But the idea, they're like training wheels. You can't rely on them. If you rely on them, you'll never get out of the fourth dimension. You'll always be in the fourth dimension on drugs thinking you're in the fifth dimension. When it's just giving you a reflection because there's an essential pain that comes with all drugs, the fact that it's a substance, the fact that you're relying upon it. You didn't rely upon any substances when you actually inhabited the fifth dimension as a god or maybe even higher dimensions. But the point is, when you were a higher being, you didn't require substances. You were able to manufacture the emotions that came from these substances on your own. Now, a good way to do this with uh, a drug is, is just you don't have to go, you don't have to actually use the drug ever again. You can just go back to your feeling of how you felt in the last time you took them. And you can just put yourself there and your body will produce the exact same chemicals <clears throat> by virtue of chemical memory. If you concentrate enough on that last drug experience you had, you can, be, you can get there physically through chemical memory. And it's just a matter of meditation. I mean, you can sit there, put a stopwatch on and focus your mind on your last drug experience, your last positive one. Or your last good experience. It doesn't have to be a drug experience. But the point is, is that you understand, these are not things that you need to rely upon. And in fact, if you rely upon them, it's like if you, if you constantly ride a bike with training wheels, <laughs> first of all, they'll laugh at you. But you understand the metaphor here, okay? So how do you get into the fifth dimension? Finally, drum roll, please. You have to let go of the idea of free will. You have to realize that the only say you have, this thinking you, this you that is listening to my voice right now, the only choice you have is whether to be calm and present or to be outside of yourself kind of distracted and taken up by the ego. Those are the two options you have, distracted, taken up by the ego, or calm and focused in the moment, okay? If, you, if you're calm, and, how do you get calm and focused in the moment? You have to make sure, you have to figure out how to put bliss into your body. Bliss into your body, you focus on a great memory, a memory that in that moment, you felt exactly as you wanted to feel all the time. Exactly how you wanted to feel all the time. And you just focus on that. You put your mind on that. You make that the default position of your mind so that whenever your mind wanders, it always goes back to that memory, how you felt, you just put yourself there and you don't let yourself get out of there mentally. You, you just basically lock your ego, basically, in its best memory, its best ego memory. It could be its best ego memory, like the time when everybody claps 
you did a performance and it was great. Whatever. The point is how you felt. Because if you feel that way constantly, if someone could give you a drug and just make you feel that way, how you felt in that moment constantly, not only would you be the most very efficient and, and a very good worker and very happy, you would do the right thing constantly. And you would never do anything that you really regret because everything that you regret, if you look back on it, was moments where you weren't paying attention, where you were distracted where you were not in the moment. <laughs> All the things that you regret that you've done, that you try to rationalize, when you really look down to it, the problem was that you weren't in the moment. You weren't yourself. You were taken over by some emotion. And so you regret what you did because it wasn't you. And guess what? This is where you let go of the free will. It wasn't you that did it. It was your ego. The only thing you can control is whether your ego is in control. If your ego takes over, there's no telling what it's going to do. And the only way to keep your ego in check is to lock it in that memory. So remember that. Your mind wanders, bring it back to the best memory. Most minds just wander to the worst stuff in people's lives. And they just dwell there all day long. With moments of happiness and laughter. But for the most part, in the prison of these ghastly thoughts that they have, the worst thoughts, always expect the worst. It's almost like a mantra in the fourth dimension. You must expect the worst. Of course, everybody does, and everybody's unhappy about it. They're focused on it. It's very depressing. Okay? So your mind is, is, is susceptible to this kind of thing, and so you need to put it in the box of your best and, and put your mind there with it and watch, feel the chemicals of that moment come into your body. You don't need drugs. You don't need anything. You just need the understanding that you have to do this. And this is a discipline. This, it's immoral not to do this, okay? Because you will never behave as a correct human being unless you figure out how to be happy all the time. <laughs> and this is a way to do it. Okay, it's it's a start, and if you just you just spend all day long just focus on your your best memory, and focus how it felt, and and don't let your mind wander from it. Do it do it all day long. Practice this, because if you don't practice this, you'll never get anything after this. Like, this is the key to all existence. You've got to be able to chemically through your body to the fifth dimension. This is the alchemy that everybody talks about, okay? It's taking in the fourth dimension world, but then flipping it and understanding how you tr basically you are that alchemy. Things come into you, but they become higher. They don't go lower. You don't transmit to the lower. You don't even bring it even lower like some people do. No, you're bringing it up. Because it comes to you and it comes into a pool of bliss. And a lot of it gets eaten up by that. Most of it, probably all of it. The idea. So this is a moral obligation. If you consider yourself to be someone who cares about morality, this is it. I'll be back with more later. Thanks.